Hey all you cool cats and kittens, Carol Baskin here just to introduce you to episode 3 of the fairest podcast of them all. And by that little introduction, if you couldn't tell, in this episode we are breaking down Tiger King. This is the fairest podcast of them all, episode 3. I'm your host, Josh Ferris, and like I said, this is Tiger King Takeover. Honestly, with a topic like Tiger King, where do you even start? I mean, it's if you don't even know, this is just a quick intro, if you don't even know, you're definitely out of the loop and not up to date on pop culture. I mean, we've all been in quarantine, what else is there to do but watch Netflix? So Tiger King is a docu-series on Netflix. It's seven episodes long. They did release an eighth episode after show with host Joel McHale. And basically it covers the story of the Tiger King, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic is a gay gunslinging redneck in Oklahoma who owned an exotic animal zoo. Alright, the GW Glenville Zoo. And I'm not going to spoil everything if you haven't seen it. Basically, everybody's already seen it. But basically, the gist is, the gist of the story is there is this guy, Joe Exotic, who is absolutely nuts. And supposedly, it is alleged that he goes in for a murder-for-hire scheme on his arch-rival, Carol Baskin. And, you know... I will get in, during this episode, I will get into if I believe Joe Exotic is a bad guy or not. I'll give the hot take here. You know, it's the fairest podcast of them all. We'll give a fair analysis of if Joe Exotic is actually guilty. But as I said, you know, covering a topic like this on the show, where do you start? Because the show is all over the place. If you haven't seen it, I definitely recommend watching it. It is an 11 out of 10 Binge watch, must see. That's flat out plain and simple as it gets. You need to watch it. Besides needing to watch it, this thing, like I said, it goes all over the place. The first two episodes, in my opinion, of the docuseries, you know, they're kind of boring. But they're not actually boring. They're just kind of setting up the scene. But compared to episode three through seven, episode one and two, you're like, okay, this is interesting. You know, what's going on here? And then from the last three to seven, you're like on a roller coaster. You're like, what's going to happen? And then you get emotionally attached to this Joe Exotic guy. And you're like, who the hell is he? And your mind is just all over the place, scrambled. But I think that's what makes the show so great. But besides that, like I said, not just Joe Exotic is the main focus here. I mean, you have the main focus of kind of animal cruelty and all these exotic roadside zoos. And that kind of gets shoved behind Joe Exotic, which is kind of sad. I think they wanted to come in and do a docuseries about the endangerment of these animals and the cruelty they're facing and all that. And that that gets lost. I think that's probably my biggest issue I have with Tiger King is instead of becoming something serious that could you know, benefit those animals, it kind of became a joke, so to speak. 
it became like a mockery of, well, now it's only about Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin's feud. It's not actually about the main focus of the Tigers. So that's probably the biggest issue with the whole docuseries. But for entertainment purposes, it takes the cake. I mean, nothing compares to the Carol Baskin, Joe Exotic feud. And if you're not super familiar with the feud, let me just get you caught up real quick. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. I consider that bitch to be one of the biggest terrorists in the exotic animal world. I mean, I think that audio file right there kind of sums it up if you haven't seen the show. And if you have, it is definitely a recollection. You know, because that name is engraved in your mind. And when you hear it, you just think, that bitch Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. Let me tell you, it is something that you just won't forget. It will be a pop culture phenomenon for years to come. I'm calling it now. That's not necessarily a hot take because it's pretty obvious. I mean, if you get on Facebook, you get online, there's free Joe Exotic shirts. There's Joe Exotic TV hats. There's everything. I mean, the dude ran for governor and for president. All right. Let me tell you, I'm not I'm not super political. And I'm not saying Joe Exotic would have been a good governor or president or anything like that at all. I just think it's funny how serious the guy was. He was going for it. You know, he went balls to the wall, guns blazing, and he tried. I just, it blows my mind that he even wanted to try. And probably one of my favorite parts of the show that cracked me up the most is when he's handing out free condoms during his parade because he says, vote for me or you'll be screwed. Now, let me tell you, that right there is a campaign message. Absolutely love that. And it cracks me up. There's so many moments in this show that just blow your mind. You know, I've kind of talked about it a little bit already. And I'm just going to go through this episode and I'll be playing clips that are just spot on of try to sum up the show. And, you know, there's really no way I'm going to be able to sum up this show, this series, in around 30 minutes. It's not possible. You know, you're going to have to listen to the show. And if you haven't seen it, you are going to have to watch it for yourself if you haven't already. And you might be like me and watch it three times. Sounds kind of crazy, but... Honestly, every time you watch it, you'll notice something different that you didn't realize how crazy it was the first time around. You know, for example, when Joe's husband, Travis, um, tragically died, he killed himself. Um, it's supposed to be, they're not sure if it's an accident or if it was intentional. It's very hard to tell. But he goes during the funeral and he talks about his husband's balls. He talks about how they were little golden nuggets to the guy and then sings a song at the funeral and then it's done. And the first time around, I was like so shook from the incident of the death that I didn't even really pay attention that much until I watched it the second time. He's like, oh yeah, his little golden nuggets. And I was like, what is going on? My mind was just absolutely blown. I couldn't believe what I just heard and that I missed it the first time. But besides that, like I said, there are many, many, many moments 
that I'm not even going to be able to touch on in this episode. But the first moment that I want to talk about that I think rings true to many listeners out there is this little soundbite right here. I am never going to financially recover from this. That right there is a line that comes after the huge incident of when a tiger rips off Saf's arm. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. And the guy comes in and he just, he's like, well, ladies and gentlemen, I just want to let you know that we've, we've had a staff keeper had their arm ripped off by a tiger. And none of the people that are there, none of the crowd loses their mind. They're just kind of like there. I'm like, if I was there, I would absolutely flip out. I'd be like, oh my God, what's going on? Are they okay? Do we need to get out of here? Yada, yada, yada. But no, nobody does that. And then I think they get him to leave. And then that's what he says. I'm never going to financially recover from this. That's what he's most concerned about. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. We'll get into that later. But he is so self-centered and egotistical. That was his number one concern. His finances. Oh, I'm, I'm just never going to financially recover from this. Instead of, oh, I hope, you know, my staff's okay. What can I do for them? And you got to always respect the drip. He comes out <laughs> to help in this medevac unibomber coach and it's like really he had to dress up to be able to help her it was it just crazy like i said every time you watch it you'll notice small little details like that that he goes and changes his outfit before he helps her and then he talks about oh i'm never gonna financially recover from this but i just think it's funny because every time i hear that i think of all the memes that are out there and probably one of the funniest ones is when Joe Exotic says that, but then it has a picture of him, and it says, when I forget to turn the light off, my dad says, oh, I'm never going to financially recover from this. I think it's so funny, and like like I've said, how basically they've taken every little inch of Tiger King and stretched it into the giant pop culture phenomenon that it is today. The next piece of Tiger King that I want to dive into is the whole Doc Antle situation. Doc Antle is another character in this who has his own exotic animals, and it's very, very weird. I mean, that's basically how I can sum it up. It's kind of like, I'm not going to go the cult route. A lot of people in the show claim, oh, it's a cult. He has all these wives, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to say it's not a cult, but I'm not going to say it is. I'm just going to say it's kind of weird and eerie of the behaviors that they condone and what they do over there. It's just offsetting. And I noticed it in the first episode a little bit. Or not the first episode, but the first time I watched it. And then the second time and third time I watched it, it really stood out to me like, this is definitely not normal. But yet again, if you haven't noticed already, nothing about this docuseries is normal. Nothing about these people are normal at all. And it just goes left, right, up, down, twist, turn. But specifically Doc Antle, he has 
multiple women that work for him and they all live there and it just kind of seemed like a a brothel type situation was going on there and it just was very uncomfortable so i think i don't know if that necessarily needed to be in the show again i think that's one of the things that kind of took away from the attention the tigers needed and it just wasn't necessary. But again, it all goes back to the entertainment aspect. And they definitely nailed it. I mean, throwing this in there is just another wrench in the story. Like, what the heck is going on? It's one of those things that purely make this show unlike any docuseries you've ever heard of or watched before. The next thing that makes this show just completely insane is all the stuff that goes on that when you watch you don't even think wow that's not safe wow that's crazy for example the first thing and I noticed this the first time I was watching and nobody talked about it when one of Joe Exotic's crew members I believe is Eric he's filling up a gas can like he's pouring gas onto something and he has a lit cigarette hovering right above it. Like, that is not safe at all. And it's like a very, very minute, small detail that is just absolutely crazy. And if you think about it, that's not even, like, highlighted. Like, these people are doing things that aren't safe. They're nuts. You know, they're Joe Exotic's giving them food that is from walmart that's expired and they're loving it and eating it and stealing it and taking it for free and joe exotic's going to like local gas stations if he sees somebody who's like appears to be homeless to be like well i'll give you a job to come work at the restaurant and the zoo and those things are only hinted on for like a fraction of one of the seven episodes it's not even a major concern and it's like this is absolutely crazy, but it overall, the whole show is so crazy that it's just little things like that that you don't even notice. And it's insane. But half we're about halfway through this episode, and I think it's time to dive even deeper into the feud between Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin. I hinted on it earlier in the episode. With the soundbite clips. But I think it's time to. I'm going to give my fair take on this. And I will also give the fairest take. On if Joe Exotic is guilty. And most importantly. We are going to dive into. Did Carol Baskin kill her husband? Those are the things we are going to cover. So first. The feud. So long story short, if you haven't picked up on already, Joe Exotic is a man who is different. He's he's crazy, but he's he's just Joe. He's Joe Exotic. And he has exotic animals. Well, Carol Baskin is an animal rights activist. She is all for not having zoos and all that she has a big cat sanctuary her famous catchphrase hey all you cool cats and kittens is gone viral it's all over the place but 
in my opinion, this is his little side note here. In my opinion, this big cat rescue sanctuary that she is operating is just like a zoo. She's bringing people in. They're looking at the animals. She's having people do all the work there for free. She's making them volunteer to make them feel good about themselves, which I think is more shady than what Joe's doing, in my opinion. I think that she is just being manipulative and hiding to these people the fact that what she's doing is just as bad. I'm not justifying that zoos are better than the sanctuary. My point is, from what I see and kind of from what I've read and researched, they're the same. The sanctuary and the zoo, they're really the same. She's doing the same thing as Joe. And... She's just trying to hide that by having people volunteer to make the community feel good about it, which I think is just kind of disgusting. But their feud goes on from, I'm pretty sure it starts in about episode three, I believe, maybe even earlier than that. And they go back and forth. She tries to shut him down. She sues. She does everything that she can to get him to basically go under. And Joe Exotic retaliates and does the exact same thing. There are clips in this show on Tiger King that just, you can't believe he even went that far, you know? He sends venomous snakes in her mailbox. He has a picture, a doll kind of dressed up like her and shoots her on his little Joe Exotic TV show. It's like, this is absolutely insane. And they just hated each other that much. And I think the hatred continued to just manifest over time. This went on for years. And it just kept manifesting and growing and growing and growing. And I think both of them lost sight of the Tigers. Even if, say for example, say if Carol was doing something good for the Tigers, I think she lost focus of the Tigers and gained focus in Joe. Joe was her sole focus. She wanted to win. She wanted to take him down. That's all she cared about. And Joe was the same way. If he cared about the tigers and the zoo and taking care of them, he lost focus of that and it became more about the fame and the fact that he had to beat Carol. So it just, they went back and forth in between. And really, I don't think anybody actually won. The second thing, like I said, we're going to talk about is is Joe Exotic actually guilty? Now, this is a really slippery slope because let me tell you, I'm not an FBI investigator and, and all that. But for the Joe Exotic portion of this feud, you know, the hatred is obviously there. He does a lot of things that are crazy. He goes down there and protests dressed in a bunny suit with like blood smeared on it because she fed rabbits to the tigers and he said well that's animal cruelty and he does all kinds of crazy things to her to try to take her down and he hated her like i've played in the sound bites earlier he's like that bitch carol baskin and he says it over and over and over and over again to the point where you think bitch is her middle name i mean it's just crazy and he hated her. I mean, that basically to sum this up, he hated her. But I don't think he would ever try to kill her. And if he were, I think he would have tried to do it himself. He's not dumb. 
I mean, I think they kind of portray Joe Exotic to be a dumb individual, but he's not. I don't think he is at all. I think he's, I wouldn't say he's necessarily very intelligent, but I would say he has his wits about him. I mean, he started a small business and it was very successful. Maybe he did things that weren't the usual way to get there, but he got there and he made it. But he wouldn't hire somebody to kill her. It just doesn't make sense to me. And he definitely wouldn't hire the person that he supposedly did. Um, we won't get into that because that'll take us way off topic of who he hired. But I don't think he would have hired who he supposedly did, Alan. It just doesn't make sense to me. And furthermore, the price that they talked about, and really there was no proof of did he actually hire her? Did he pay? There was never anything actually confirmed. And the investigation just seemed kind of shady because basically they're relying on one person to be a snitch. And that so-called snitch wasn't even a trustworthy individual. And it's alleged that he basically just worked with the FBI to cover up his own flaws and failures of things that he had done illegally so right there if that's your only witness and that's your source that doesn't stack up in my book and that's doesn't work for me so I'm gonna say no Joe Exotic is not guilty for their murder for hire scheme none of the evidence lines up his personality doesn't match that I'm not gonna say he never said oh I want to kill her because obviously he definitely said things like that in the episode but he never actually went to carry it out. You know, I'm sure if you're out there listening, there are times when somebody does something just so nasty to you that you're like, oh, I, you know, I just want to I just want to get them or whatever. And you probably said something stupid like that, but you never actually carried the act out and did it. So, I mean, just by thinking it or saying it doesn't make you guilty for murder for hire. There's no more evidence than that. And he was definitely framed. Now, for the animal cruelty charges, I will say, yes, he probably did do some things to animals that were not right. I think all the people in this docuseries have, and I think multiple people that aren't in the docuseries who own their own exotic animals are doing it. Um, it's very sad and unfortunate, but I don't think Joe Exotic should be punished if nobody else is being punished. I believe they're all doing the same crime when it comes to animal cruelty, so they should all face the same charges. Um, it's, it's only fair. I think that even though he probably did do some things, like I said, if the others aren't going to face charges, why is he the only one? But innocent on the murder for hire for Joe Exotic, unfortunately probably guilty for some of the animal cruelty charges. I'm not going to... All of the ones they have alleged against him, if you go through and kind of read them, I don't think he's guilty of all of those. But I will say he probably for sure has done some illegal activity when it comes to the animals. So that is the synopsis on Joe Exotic. He, I'm not saying he's a great guy, but from people that I know that have met him, from interviews, from things I've read, he is a guy of good character for the most part. Not that he's perfect by any means, but he's always there to help people, give the shirt off his back for people. He's one of those people, and he's just there for you. And I don't think that 
the way he was portrayed was necessarily fair. They wanted to make him out to be a dumb, stupid, illegal tiger owner, redneck, which he's a redneck, but they kind of portrayed him into be a dumb redneck. And I just don't think that's fair because I think he's decently intelligent, has his wits about him, um, is a caring person, not a murderer or murder for hire or whatever you want to call it. Now we get into the real murderer, Carol Baskin. If you haven't seen the TikToks, it's pretty obvious. Carol Baskin killed her husband, whacked him, fed him to tigers, they snacked him. Can't convince me that it didn't happen. She killed him. All the evidence of Don Lewis's disappearance points to Carol. And this is how we're going to close out the show. I'm giving my hot take here, which is not really a hot take, because basically all of the internet agrees that she killed her husband. But it's just crazy how all of this blame is pushed on Joe Exotic for the murder for hire, but nothing has been done about Carol Baskin feeding her husband, Don Lewis, her first husband, to the Tigers. It's insane because if you don't know there's a part where in the will it's signed that says in case of my disappearance or death no will ever has said in case of my disappearance that right there is very shady and she's the one that composed that and it was just released this week they have reopened the case because of all the evidence that points to her, for example, in the Netflix docuseries, when Joe gets attacked by a tiger because he says somebody sprayed perfume on his boots, she said, well, if you wanted the tiger to attack him, you would just douse him in sardine oil. Um, red flag alert. Did you just hear that? So she definitely put her husband in sardine oil and threw him in the tiger cage to get eight. Hello. But no, nobody noticed that. But she says that they're in the docuseries, like I said, the will saying in case of my disappearance or death, the five day, five years right after the death, the day of the death, five years, she had him officially declared dead um, after the five years of disappearance, because that's when you can officially claim somebody dead. The day it had been five years, she did that. You know, if she was still so upset and so wanted to search so bad, why did she just give up on that? Five year. I understand all oh, five years, you know, long, grueling bout. But if you love somebody and you really want to know what happened to him, you wouldn't just give up after five years. But I feel like she knew for those five years I killed him. But if we get him a fish, if I can make it these five years and get him officially pronounced dead, I've made it. I've succeeded. I get all the money, yada, yada, yada. I win. It's crazy. But they've reopened the case. And because of that, it has just reported this week, this is new information, relatively new, is the beginning of this week, handwriting experts have discovered that the signature of Don Lewis on the will and all the other documents was traced. It's been forged. It's kind of crazy how they can even tell because it happened years ago, but that was just released today. And... There's nobody else that has a motive. Like, it just doesn't make sense. 
And another thing that I've really picked up on that nobody else has really talked about, I haven't really heard anybody kind of give this point of how she's guilty, is it's mentioned in Tiger King how Don Lewis wants to kind of raise baby tigers and kind of have exotic pets. Well, Carol Baskin is all definitely anti-exotic pets. This is just a sanctuary, and they need to be in the wild and not be in people's possession. So that right there is an internal feud between them. Nobody takes that and looks at it. So that right there is a motive within itself besides the money or besides maybe wanting to get remarried or besides basically anything. That right there is a major player, in my opinion, that gets dismissed. You know, if you're in a relationship with somebody, it can be very difficult if one person wants one thing and the other person is completely against it. It's kind of like, oh, where do we balance this? How do we work together to get around it? Well, in Carol's case, she killed her husband. She couldn't get around the fact that he wanted to do that, so he killed him. That right there is enough motive, in my opinion, but nobody talks about that reason. But overall, like I've said, if you haven't noticed, she is definitely guilty. All the evidence points to her, and when people approach her about it, she just doesn't want to talk about it. She dismisses it. Well, she doesn't want to talk about it, not because she's upset. Yes, you'll be upset when you lose a loved one, but you would also want to find justice. If somebody did anything to somebody you love, you're going to want to find justice, but she's given up. And it's unsettling how stone cold she can be about it. And it's just mind-blowing. And now she's not even doing interviews, she's not doing public appearances, and it's been released multiple times that her and her new husband Howard only agreed to do the docuseries because they thought the main focus was going to be about tiger, um, this kind of the tiger industry, the illegal tiger industry that's going on here in America. And they didn't really think it, it was going to focus that much on the death and disappearance of her husband, Don Lewis. But they did. And since they did, I think she's ashamed. I think she knows her time's coming. She may have won the battle against Joe Exotic, but she hasn't won the war. And it's not going to end anytime soon, but I hope justice is served. I truly think that Carol's guilty. I think she deserves to be in prison longer than what Joe is. I think Joe Exotic should be freed of his charges for the murder for hire. I'm not saying he should be a free man for all his charges. I think he should have to pay the price for the animal cruelty that he did do. I don't think he should have to pay for the charges of all of them because I don't think he did all of them. But I think him, along with all the other people that they know about that are doing illegal activity with animals, should all face the same penalty. So until then, Joe Exotic should be free, and Carol should be behind the bars. Like she says, all those tigers are, oh, they're behind bars. Well, she needs to be behind bars because she killed her husband. And with that being said, that brings us to the end of episode three of the Ferris podcast of them all. 
But before I end the episode, like always, I want to thank everybody for liking, following, sharing, subscribing, and supporting the Ferris podcast of them all. Be ready for next week's episode, episode four, when I break down some of the famous sports quotes in history. I'll probably do a top 10 sports quotes, in my opinion. And before I leave to close out the show, I want to leave you with my favorite quote from Joe Exotic and Tiger King. I hope you enjoy. I've had two boyfriends most of my life. I currently got legally married. Thank God it's finally legal in America. I've had some kinky sex. I have tried drugs through the younger years of my life. I am broke as shit. I have a judgment against me from some bitch down there in Florida.